Praise the Lord tonight, hallelujah. Welcome to Bible study this evening. We give God praise and for another opportunity again to, to share with ourselves God's word. Um, we give God all the praise and all the glory for this wonderful evening wherein we study God's word. I believe that uh, we are doing very great and we are ready as we all come into the group and coming to study God's word tonight. I want to welcome you all. I, I want to sincerely believe that we are all learning one um, learning one, one or two things from our studies um, to this extent and to this point. Um, the reason we are taking time to go through this study this way is for understanding. Um, because the Bible says in the latter times, many false teachers will come out in the world and many will claim they are Christ. Um, but for us, we need not be deceived. And the only way not to be deceived is to have the truth um, in our hearts. And so we are taking time to study like this so that we know we are armed, we are fully equipped as God's children with the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And that's why we are teaching um, um, this. Some, some might ask, Pastor, What's the relevance of this in my life? It's, it's relevant in every area of your life. It's relevant. Um, there's no aspect of God's word that is not relevant. You know, in our day, people tie relevance to what they can get from the word, what they can, what they can milk from the word. That's what it means that how is it relevant to me? Every word of God is relevant for your growth. You see, there are different kinds of diet. And each one has its own significance in the body. And so there are, there are different kinds of food that each one has its own significance in your body. Paul said in Acts 20, he said, I have not shown away from to you all the counsel of God. So the believer must be willing to listen to all the counsel of God. We're not allowed to cherry pick what we want, what, what appeals to us. As we, as we love the grace teaching, must also love the rebuking teaching. For it says, it is he that the Father loves that he does what? He chastises, else you are a bastard. Now, that's God's word. But I've been someone who is illegitimate. And truly, there are many people today in the church, in the, in the church world, that are really illegitimate. Um, um, and for such, God's word will be offensive to them. But for you and for, for me, God's word must never be offensive to us. We will take every word of God as our very life. He says, I've esteemed thy word more than my necessary food. So God's word is important and we take it as, as it has come to us for our benefit, for our growth, for our maturity and for our, our, our service to God on, on this earth. So that's the reason we take all these things together as the Lord leads us. You know, there are times we will preach up upbeat because of the nature of what is being taught. Sometimes it will be solemn because of the nature of what is being taught. Praise God. It says be instant in season and out of season. Praise God. So we teach according to the word of God. Now, it is the duty of the church to love God's word and the duty of the pastor to, to make the church know that every word of God is good. Amen. Every word of God is beneficial. Praise God. 2, 2 Timothy 3, verse 16, say, For all scriptures are given by the breath, by the inspiration of God. So if we are born again by the word, then we'll be sustained also by the word of God. Hallelujah. Um, you know, first, first, um, first Timothy 4, um, I'll just read for us. A few verses and then 2 Timothy chapter 3, the first few verses also going to read there. First Timothy 4, let me read to us tonight. First Timothy chapter 4, I want to read the first two verses there. And then I'll read 2 Timothy 3, the first four or so verses. 
Hallelujah. To lay a foundation tonight as we build up on our next thought. I read first chapter four from verse one. Now, now this Holy Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, given heed to what? Seducing spirits. That means they are seducing spirits right now in the world. Hallelujah. And these spirits don't speak as spirits. They speak through men. For no one can hear a spirit speak. But spirits do possess men and speak through men. Amen. Now, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared. And if you go on and on and on, you'll you, you see you see the impact of this seducing spirit. They teach things contrary to the word of God. Second Timothy chapter three. Let's read again. Let's see. Hallelujah. And then maybe we'll take one more scripture in first John. Uh, first John. I'm going to read first John. Thank you, Lord. Uh, okay, I'm going to read First John four, um, First John four, verse one and two. But let's read Second Timothy three, verse one. These also know. You see, these also know. This is a clear warning. These also know that what in the last days, perilous times shall what shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such torn away. How do you know such? Is by studying the word of God. Now, this kind of study is not receive it, take it. No, this is teaching for discernment, teaching for knowing that we might guide ourselves, teaching for knowledge. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. First John 4, verse 1. Beloved, Believe not every spirit. Now, do spirits preach? No. They preach to men. That means, it means believe not every preacher. Because there's a spirit behind every preaching. I repeat. There is a spirit behind every preaching. There's a spirit behind every, every, every religion. Believe not every spirit. But try the spirits, wow, whether they be of God, because many false prophets or false teachers are gone out into the world. Verse 2, hereby know ye the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that just Christ is come in the flesh is of God. Let's, let's, let's read verse 3. And every spirit that confesses not that just Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of antichrist, which you have heard that it should come, and even now already is in the world. He's been in the world since the day of Jesus Christ. So if he's been there since that time, now, in fact, by now, the Lord perfected the scheme more for deception. You see, discernment is not knowing the difference between good and evil. That's obvious. Is knowing the between good and almost good. You see, the salmon has certain things that are good inside. If not, it won't deceive. There are some prophets that are outrightly lies. We know this was our first ones. They're obvious. Why? A man that can say, God dropped key for him from heaven and he, and he picked the keys and told you, come and take your master key. God gave me the key. And you saw it in video. You know, this is falsehood. It's, 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 it's obvious. A man who does on the pulpit and is praying money. And, and, you know, some things are obvious, but there are others that are not obvious. 
and they are and they are holding sway today in the world. How do we know? Is by teaching. Is by is by is by and 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 good teaching brings to bear the spirit of discernment in us. And so this is very important as we go through these teachings. I say these things to, to let the background of, uh, of our teaching tonight because some people may say, oh, Pastor, uh, please, let's, uh, how, 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 how would this add, add to, to my testimony? Um, please, let's do, no, no, this actually is our testimony. Hallelujah tonight. Amen. Praise God. So, um, having said that this evening, I want us to, to set our hearts together as we go on because these teachings are fundamental for our growth in this time. For the spirit of the Antichrist of deception in this age is stronger than it has always and it has ever been. And that's why we need God's teaching to properly see to wait for us, our belief and our trust in God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you this evening. We approach your word reverently. We come, Lord, and we receive with meekness your end. Gather the word who is able to save. Lord, tonight we are not arrogant, we are not proud, we are not high-minded, but we receive. We cast every, every pride, every, 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 everything that opposes your word. We set them aside and receive with meekness tonight. We learn. Lord, grant us of understanding that we may know. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise God. All right, good tonight. I want to build up from where we stopped. We stopped from, um, uh, we stopped in the point where we discussed the, the ministry of, of um, um, the gift of, of, of the apostle. Uh, I believe we understand it uh, to a large extent right now. And um, like I always say, don't, don't stop by the teaching. Go back to it again. Look at the, the, uh, the feed. Look at the, you know, sometimes compare your notes that you are taking with the notes written um, in the group. It will help you. Maybe there are a few things that you, you didn't hear. You can uh, add to your notes so you can get a fuller um, detail. And also, you, you can also listen again to the message and the teaching so appraise yourself of that which uh, was taught um, in the line of the teaching. All right, this evening we will take um, as much of our time will permit. Um, after the apostle, um, the next is what? The prophet. Now, the prophet is a gift to the church. And the prophet operates in his office, on his function, on his role by the gifts of the spirit. Now, typically the prophet will operate the gift of prophecy, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and teaching, sometimes faith, hallelujah, sometimes tongues and tongue interpretation, as the Lord will grant him utterance to stand in his place. But for us in the New Testament, what is the meaning of a prophet or who is a prophet? Who can we designate as a prophet? Are they prophets in our time? Now, to start from the very beginning, the answer is what? Yes. The answer is yes. And I will, I will, I will give a, um, a background to this. I want to listen carefully so that we can, we can identify who prophets are today. Uh, before we start, I want to say in defining the prophet and the one that stands in the um, prophet's office of function, let's examine the life of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Talk with me in your Bibles tonight to Deuteronomy 15. Thank you, Lord. Deuteronomy. Thank you, Lord. 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 Okay. Um, Deuteronomy 18, verse 15. Please, let's turn there. I want to start from that point um, because this is very important for us this time. 
because there are many prophetic things that we must set in the right perspective as we go. Now, Jeremiah 15, I mean, 18, 15 says, the Lord thy God will raise unto you, unto thee, a prophet. A prophet from the midst of thee, of thy brethren, like unto me, and unto him ye shall hearken. Hallelujah. So we see here that Moses prophesied the, uh, the coming of a prophet that will, will be from among the brethren. And when the prophet comes, um, the prophet must be um, listened to. All right. Come to Acts chapter 3. Let's see who this prophet is. Acts 3, we see verse 22 of Acts 3. Acts 3, 22. I read, for Moses truly, now who's speaking here? Peter, in his sermon. Who is the prophet that Moses, Moses alluded to here? Let's see what Peter said. For Moses truly said unto the fathers, a prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren, like him unto me, him ye shall hear in all things, whatsoever he shall say unto you. And shall come to pass that every soul which will not hear that prophet shall be destroyed from among the people. Yea, all of the prophets from Samuel and those that followed the upper, as many as have spoken, have likewise foretold of these days. Ye are all children of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our father sent unto Abraham, and in thy seed shall all the, the, um, shall all the seed of the kindred of the earth be blessed. Unto you, first God, having raised up his son, you see now, so it's referring to Jesus here, even though all the prophets too came and grabbed him, but particularly that prophet is who is Jesus. So was Jesus a prophet? Yes, but he was a son of God. So Jesus operated in the ministry of what? A prophet. So if you want to look at a prophet, look at the life of Jesus. Amen tonight. Praise God. Now, having said that, Jesus operated. And in the, in the function of a prophet, he spoke God's word. He taught. He did everything that a prophet should do. So how do we now begin to categorize the function of a prophet? Now, I will, I will, I will, I will start by pointing our, our attention to Matthew chapter 9. Tom will be there tonight. Matthew 9. Matthew 9. Matthew 9, we'll read from verse 35. Remember, I'm talking about Jesus being the prophet here. It's okay. 35 says, and Jesus now, bracketed the prophet, went about all the cities and villages, doing what? Teaching. So if Jesus was a prophet and he taught, that means the primary function of a prophet is what? Teaching. Now, I'm going to premise and predicate the teaching of this thought on this verse. But now, let's see here. In Acts 13, verse 1, don't be there. Acts 13, verse 1. Acts 13, 1. So you see, one of the things you see about prophet, there's, there's a teaching um, a ministry closely associated with the office of who? Of the prophet. Acts 13. Verse 1 is a popular verse that I've read to us um, in the last few, few um, teachings frequently. I read, now they were in the church that was at Antioch, certain prophets and what? And teachers. You see that? So when you hear the word prophet in the New Testament, what should come first to your heart, even in the old, is not the foretelling fundamentally, is first teaching. Every prophet in the Old Testament were teaching God's people. They were expounding God's word. They were pointing them to obedience. They were teaching them the law and a rudiment that they ought to follow. Praise God. So fundamentally, a prophet must be able to what? To teach the Bible. A prophet must be able to conduct Bible study, Bible teaching. He must enjoy it. 
In fact, it's part of the way we know who a prophet is in the New Testament. Let me say this to that as we go on. The function of prophets in the body is significant because they speak God's word to the people. They expound and point, or that they expound the word, that means they explain God's word and point the people to God. They call on the people to obedience. Please listen carefully. You know, in our day, we anyone that just says, thus said the Lord, we think is a prophet. No, to function in the prophetic office, you must first and foremost be a teacher of the word. So a true prophet will teach, will expound, will point people to God and, and encourage them untoward obedience and righteousness. Hallelujah. So, a prophet, you know, can speak to people to comfort, to edify, and to exhort. But also, as part of his office, you also is able to see into the realm of the spirit is also able to prophesy and foretell the future as the Lord will permit. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me... All right. So the first thing I want us to know is that the prophet is primarily a teacher. Jesus went from village to village, doing what first? Teaching, preaching, and healing. So a prophet teaches. A prophet is not one that organizes prophetic meeting all the time. A prophet is not one that organizes prophetic meeting only. It's only prophetic, prophetic prophetic no the real prophet with jesus is also a teacher so a prophet who cannot teach who cannot exhort in the word who cannot speak to people to obey the word of god and encourage them then there is there is something missing in that office Let me go on quickly to say this. To function as a prophet of God, the ability to expand and explain the word of God to engender obedience must be present. Now I'm saying this. So before we start calling people prophet, there must be a strong teaching grace. As I have taught the people to obey God. All the prophets, Moses was a teacher. He had God's word and he taught them and made them understand and, and encouraged them unto obedience and righteous living. So for a person to qualify to stand in the office and function of a prophet, he must also be one a teacher of the word, an encourager to righteousness, an encourager to obeying the word. It must be his priority. Now, the part of prediction is added as the Lord wills. But his primary function is to bring God's word to the people and point the people to God. The predictive dimension of the gift can come and manifest as the Lord wills. As the Lord wills. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to show you this in, in a pattern in a moment. And let me say something tonight that the prophetic ministry should never be hinged 
on the predictive alone. Otherwise, fortune tellers will become prophets. Palm readers will become prophets. Soothsayers will become prophets. And that's the reason today we have many false prophets, stargazers, become prophets. Occultic men will become prophets. If it were our day, the girl in Acts 16 that has the Python spirit, otherwise called the spirit of what? Of divination, would be called what? A prophet. In fact, Elimas in Acts 13, Bible says in Samaria, he has bewitched them, witch, witchcraft, witches and wizards, become prophets because he's been seen to be a mighty one. You see, that, that young girl, was making money by, by, by fortune telling, by divination, by telling the future. And anyone who can tell the future is already called a prophet. No, 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 no. For the Christian, the primary assignment of the prophet is not telling the future. He's teaching the word of God, pointing people to God, and 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 and, and, and charging people to obedience and righteous living. That was what the Bible would do. You know, I remember an encounter some years ago that we had in church. We were ministering in church and, and the gift of prophecy was coming. And because it's coming of the Lord, it was accurate. And, and, and someone came to my house, one, 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 one unbelieving charlatan. His friend brought him. The friend is a, you know, he's, he's not, he lives in the neighborhood. The person about him is, is not born again. But you see, the prophets of our day don't care if you are born again or not. All is, I have a word for you. Papa, we've come from God. Papa, what's the what not saying? What is the future saying? What is what what should I do? What, what is in my tomorrow? I, I want to know. And, and, and the pride in telling people what is the future. Now, this guy came to me and knelt down. He said, he's a, he's a, he's a man of God. Today, you are a of And my friend told me, and, and I told him, but it's a prophet that you have seen. Him, Please, I, I, I'm shouting about him. What will happen on the journey? I said, ah. I said, is that how someone is not a prophet? And today, that's what people pray on. I'm, I'm, I'm falling off. I can stand and say, God, share the Lord. Your journey might be X, Y, Z. Oh, just go in the grace of the Father. I'm God's angel. And when we come back, bring back the prophet's offering. Church, no. For anyone to qualify as prophet in the New Testament, he must be able to watch it. Jesus was the ultimate prophet, and first and foremost, what he did was what he taught. He taught. So let's let us quit basing up the prophetic office on predictive dimensions alone. So for anyone to qualify, you start looking. What 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 teaching? What what has he been able to teach in the Bible? Has he been able to able to live right? Is he himself living righteous life? So the prophet holds a specific role by pointing people to God and revealing the mind of God to the people. Sometimes in simple terms, you know, of encouragement, exhortation, and what and strengthening and comfort. Because if we don't discipline this aspect, everyone that speaks about the future becomes a prophet. You know, I mean, that's why we have everybody being referred to as what? Prophet and prophetess. I'm coming to the, to the one that is evangelist, someone who is praying online. We look for a title because of the church who says she's lady evangelist. Even tonight, see no prophet. 
Now, can the people of God see the future? Yes. In fact, in the old covenant, they are called seers. Some of us call a seer. There's a true dimension of seeing in the future. But to see in the future and the comes of God, it must be corroborated by, by, by believers who are teachers, who know the word. And this person must, like I said, must be able to teach fundamentally. Acts 31 read, there were certain prophets and teachers. Or we say teaching prophets. Or else, why would, why would Elijah have sons of the prophets? What were he doing? He was teaching them, he was grooming them in the ways of God. Elijah. Elijah had Elijah. Elijah had Gehazi and the son of Roy. That's why when Elijah was going, Abu says, and Roy says, he says, do you know that tonight the Lord would give a master? He says, we know. For he would teach them, he would show them, he would tutor them that they might go outward, teach others God's way. So a perfect is not just predicting. So before they tell you, by a prophet they were called, by a prophet they were led, find out what are they teaching? How are they living their lives? For a prophet's life will not go contrary to the word of God. Don't seek for the, for the prophetic word. Look for the word of God. It's God's word that validates the prophetic word. In any case, in the New Testament, we are not absolutely required to seek for prophets to guide and direct our lives. We are meant to seek the guidance of the word of God. Now, if God would graciously, by a prophet, give a prophetic word of utterance in the future, it must tally with God's word. Now, in Acts 21, we see where a prophet of God in the New Testament gave a predictive word. Tell me to turn the Bible to Acts 21. Acts 21. Acts 21. We read verse uh, Acts 21. Thank you, Lord. We read verse 10. And 11. And as we tarried there many days, there came down from Judea a certain prophet named Agabus. So there was a prophet by the name what? Agabus. Now he's from where? From Judea. Now in, in, in Antioch, there were certain prophets also there in the church. So if there's no need for a prophet in the New Testament, God will not set some in the church as prophets. But to know who and who is set as prophets in the church, God says you must see them teaching, pointing them to righteousness, and bring them to obedience apart from the predictive angle of the ministry. Acts 10, and when he came unto us, he took Paul's garden and we, and, 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 and we, 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 we know the story. And what he did came to pass. What he prophesied came to pass. This same prophet Agabus, I think in, 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 in Acts 11, told me that if I can find it for you tonight. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm just trying to, to check that scripture where he prophesied about the, the drought 
that will come in all the land. And it came to pass in certain times in scripture. I can't find it now, but, but, but we can check it out. So the prophet Agabus also prophesied about, about, about a famine. Now the famine hasn't happened yet. It also happened when in the future, God showed him, he saw it, and he spoke it. Acts 11, 20, 21, all right, 28. I know it's Acts 11, 20, 28. All right. So let's read verse 27. And in those days came prophets, such as prophets. Not more. There were many of them. So that means there are prophets in the church today. We find prophets in Antioch. And some of them came. One of them was who? Agabus. Now in verse in, 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 in 13, their name wasn't um, um, mentioned, but here Agabus' name was mentioned. It says in verse 28, and they stood up. Okay, 27. And in those days came prophets from Jerusalem unto Antioch. And they stood up, one of them named Agabus, and signaled, signaled by the Spirit that there should be a great dearth throughout all the world, which came to pass in the days of Claudius Caesar. Now, by this instruction, guess what? The word of wisdom came to know what to do. So God will speak to the church to prepare for danger ahead. Most times it's not a personal, personal game. It's for the preparedness of the entire church for, for, for the danger that will lie ahead. He came to Paul to show Paul the danger ahead as he goes about his ministry. The Bible says, but this word of prophecy, the church began to put what we leave materials together. Now, in the days of the Old Testament, this same word came to Joseph by a dream to, to Pharaoh. This same dream. But now he came to a prophet, but he came, God spoke that same word to Pharaoh and Joseph brought what the interpretation of the dream. But now, God spoke expressly this mandate to his prophet. So what God does is that God has prophets. But the primary task of prophets is not just sitting down and dishing out prophetic utterance for telling about the future and people flogging to them to, to, to know what the future holds. The, the most surest word of prophecy is God's word. However, God also has prophets to bring clarity and definite word as the Lord wills. First Corinthians 14. First Corinthians 14. Let me show you. Let's read from verse, from verse 26. Amen. You see, God has a good intent for everything he does. And God has given parameters for measurement and assessment. So nothing that God, God gives as a good gift is misused and abused. In fact, the reason that was Paul wrote 1 Corinthians 14, in fact, 12 to 14, is to correct the abuse of the use of the gift of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Let's read from verse 26 of 1 Corinthians 14. Prophet, 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 prophet. Are they prophets in the New Testament? Yes. But what are their functions? One, they teach. Two, they point people to God. Three, they call people onto obedience and service and the fear of God. And an aspect of their function also is to see into the future, but that's not all that reads to them. How is it then, brethren, when you come together, every one of you, um, okay, when you come together in one place, every one of you had a son, a doctrine, a tongue, a revelation, interpretation, let offerings be done unto edifying. If any man speak in an unknown tongue, let it be by two or by most, by three, and by and that by cause, and let one interpret. 
But if there be no interpreter, let him keep silence in the church and let him speak to himself and to God that is speaking tongues. 29, let the prophet speak two or three and let one other judge. You see that word? Let him, I mean, there, are, there are prophets in the church. That is when God obtains or gives people gifts as prophets, they are prophets. But the prophets must not only sit in the seat of prophesying. A true prophet is also able to what? To teach, to exhort, to encourage, to build, to call to obedience, to call to repentance, and to call people to the fear of God, both with his life first and then his word. Then his word. Hallelujah. So a prophet was able to teach, explain God's word like we saw in Matthew 35, bring God's word to the people, speak God's word unto obedience, and then contribute to the fear of God. Now, let me say this as I add this here. No prophetic word by a prophet is ever equal to scripture. I repeat. You see, no prophetic word today spoken by man is ever equal to scripture. So when a man says, I'm a prophet, what I'm saying, you can't find the Bible, but God spoke it through me. Don't believe it. Second Peter 116. Uh, if I read from verse 16 to verse 21, let's read together. For we have not followed cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. 17. For he received from God the Father honor and glory when there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. 18. And this voice which came from heaven, we heard when we were with him in the holy mount. We have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto you do well that you take heed as unto a light that shineth in the dark place, until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. Knowing this first that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation, for the prophecy came not in all time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Now hold on here. The prophetic word that is given as scripture has ended. The canon of scripture has closed because the scripture came by prophecy. Hallelujah. It says, in Russia, it says anyone that adds anything to this word of this prophecy shall doom and judgment be added to him. It means no one else can add anything to scripture. So, a prophet cannot prophesy something new or claim God gave me a new word that is not in the scripture that you must obey. I had someone say some time ago, not long ago, that God took him to heaven and God showed him a book that is not in the Bible. Hallelujah. That there's one, there's one book, there's one chapter in the Bible that is not in, in that, that there's John 23. That that is that God showed him and, and, and God told him to write a book about John 23. That is not it's not it's not found in the Bible. Now when, when you start hearing such things from prophets or from apostles or from anyone who claims his word is equal to scripture, that man is not a prophet. 
for no the, 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 the entire gamut of scripture is closed. The prophetic word that, that culminated to form the Bible is ended. Therefore, no prophetic word given by anyone should be taken as equal or higher than the Bible. So when you man say, take my word for it, no, take no man's word. Let it be the word of God only that we take. And all prophetic words spoken by prophets, they must be examined and judged in the light of scriptures. So if a word comes from a prophet and is not in line with scripture, you judge it by the word. For instance, someone says to you, Oh, child of God, I see, I see, I hear what will love for you. Oh, oh, there's danger in marriage. Danger in marriage. Danger in marriage. Don't marry. Don't marry. Because, because marriage will destroy you. No, that's troublesome. Take the word and, 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 and judge that prophecy by scripture. Bible says in Hebrews 13, marriage is honorable in all and the bed undefiled. Proverbs says, he that finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor of the Lord. First Corinthians 7. He says, let everyone marry so that you don't born and fall into temptation. So the scriptures, in fact, he says, in the end times, first one of all, he says, one of the things that the false spirit around will say, they will forbid men from what? From marrying. So every prophetic word must be judged. And any prophet that refuses to be judged by the word of God is not perfect. So you will not share. For you to actually receive the office of a prophet, you must be a child of God that understands scripture. I repeat, before you are qualified, to seek for, 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 for a prophetic word, you must be a child or someone who understands scripture so you can judge what the prophet is saying if it lines up with the word of God or else you are prone to being deceived. For Hebrew says, for, for God spoke to the fathers through the prophets, but as in these days, so it was by son. But yet, God has planted prophets there in the church to help clarify certain things. And notice, the prophets are meant to prophesy to people who are in the church. But primarily, the assignment is to work, is to teach. First Corinthians 14. Let me show you how prophets are to be judged and prophetic operations are to be judged. Let's see together. Well, where we just read just now. First Corinthians 14. Verse 29. Let the prophet speak two or three and let the other word judge. That means there must be a judging and assessing of prophetic word. And to qualify, I repeat, to qualify to seek a prophetic clearance or a prophetic help or guide as a child of God, you must be someone who understands God's word and who God himself speaks to. Hallelujah. Praise God tonight. Why would God set in the church prophets? 
because they teach, they expound, they point people to God and call people to righteous living as they themselves are living righteously. Please listen to that. They call people to follow God and live right as they themselves are following God and living right. Acts chapter 1. Acts 1. Verse 1. Acts 1 verse 1. Jesus as a prophet. Acts 1 verse 1. The former treaties have I made of Theophilus. Of all that Jesus began both to what? To do and teach. So prophet Jesus did everything he said. Everything he preached as an example. So a prophet who is prophesied must not have two wives. The moment he has two wives or girlfriends off, is no prophet. The moment the prophet is involved in, in, in bribery and, and, and money issue, on what way, oh, and he caught, oh, no, jale, because, oh, but, oh, 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 you know, you know, he gave, Anytime you find a prophet not living right consistently, has more than one wife, he is not a prophet. When you find a person who is a swindler, there are cases of, 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 of financial malpractice and, and malfeasance in his life in a consistent manner. He is not a prophet. A prophet will do and teach God's word. He will point people to God to live right. And the predictive dimension is as God wills. Like I said, if the first aspect is not established, then every witch also is a prophet. Every soothsayer also is a prophet. Every fortune teller is a prophet. Every palm reader is a prophet because they're all seeing into the future. But what distinguishes the child of God who is called into the office is his ability to stand on God's word, teach it, live right, put it to God, and also work in righteousness. As a function of who a biblical New Testament prophet is. As I close tonight, are there prophets in the New Testament? Yes. How do we know them? They teach. They point people to God. They live with their lives. And they speak things as God reveals to them about the future. Like we see Agabus do in Acts 11 and Acts 21. And there were prophets in the church in Jerusalem. They came to Antioch. There were prophets in Antioch, Barnabas and teachers, Barnabas and Paul and others. And God works like that. And God has blessed the church with a prophet or with prophets. He has done that, that the church might benefit. But how do we know? Who they are. First thing, they're able to teach. They're able to point people to God. They live right and they show the way of God. I'll close it tonight. Every time God gives a gift, it's for the benefit of the church. And my prayer is. Every true prophet of God will speak God's word in season. And there will be a blessing to the body of Christ.
the Lord will cause them to be distinguished among the, 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 the deafening crowd of, of false prophets. He will single them out. That his church might benefit. That the enterprise of Satan will not prevail to deprive the church of the blessing that God has put in his church. God strengthen his people. And the people of God will understand God's word truly and rest in the power of God's word. Tonight I speak grace to you. I speak love. I speak faith. I speak boldness. The joy of the Lord, I say, is your strength. The confidence of God is your confidence. By God, you will run through every troop. By God, you will leap over every wall. Nothing will stop you from reaching your full stature in Christ. You press in by faith to righteousness. I declare you are able to conform to the image of the Son. Your heart is being transformed as your mind is renewed. In the name of Jesus, every obstacle before you, as you rely on the sovereign word of God by grace, receive strength right now to go through them. Receive strength right now to overcome. In the name of Jesus, the hand of the Lord is upon you. Upon you for victory. Upon you for grace. Upon you for righteousness. Upon you for steadfastness. I declare in this season, you will make progress in your faith. You will make progress in your serving God. The divine hand of God will come on you for understanding. Your mind will be open to the revelation of the word of God. And you'll be a minister of the New Testament. The Lord lift you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. The Lord our God will upon you. And, be, and show you his mighty grace. In the name of Jesus. Rest tonight. In the, in, in, the, in, the, in the love and the peace of the Father. Everything that Satan is planning to do, he will not succeed. Everything he's planning to do, he will not succeed. Because you have God, every association will come to naught. Their gathering will not be successful over you. In the name of Jesus, God's angel will watch over you. You will dash not your feet against the stone. For they that are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of God. Because you are planted in the house of the Lord, I declare you flourishing in the name of Jesus. In your pathway, I declare it's life. There is no death, no destruction. In your pathway is rejoicing. Bible says that the sound of praise and joy and joy shall be heard in the home of the righteous. Therefore, tonight I declare by the word of the Lord, rejoicing and praise shall be heard in your home in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father God. We rest in your sure word of prophecy, wherein we do well as we take it tonight. We thank you, God. Lord, every prophet of yours, O oh God, that you've ordained in the land, Lord, shall speak for with boldness, shall speak with boldness. And Lord, the ministry shall come to the fore. They will teach men, they will point men to you, they will point men to obedience and righteousness. And there'll be any time, Lord, you want to reveal things to the church about the future, Lord. It will come with accuracy, for it shall be so as you ordained it to be, Father. Thank you, O God, for preaching and thanksgiving. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. I will say with me, Amen. Praise God tonight. Thank you for joining us tonight. Hope you've been blessed again. We'll continue in our study by, by God's grace next Tuesday as we meet again to take up the, the gift of the ministry of the evangelist and the pastor and the teacher, and the Lord will give us strength. God bless you tonight. Have a good night rest. And I hope you've understood a little clearer right now the ministry and the function and the office of the prophet and the apostle in the New Testament church. Hallelujah. Please go over these notes again. That may be a blessing to the world. So, so much just this information to be liberated. 
to understand, and it might just be you that the Lord our God will use to reach out to everyone who needs to hear this truth and be delivered from the bondage of fear. God bless you tonight. See you again on, on Tuesday by the grace of God. We'll meet again in our, uh, um, on Primate on Saturday and Sunday we'll meet in church. And for the helps, we'll meet tomorrow evening by the grace of God. God bless you. Have a blessed night rest in Jesus' name. Amen. Good night, folks. God bless you all. Amen. Amen.